This episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast is brought to you by Too Soon and Beginnings by, by Julian Dion. Yeah, that's right. My two comedy albums, Too Soon and Beginnings, now available for digital download at jdcomedy.ca. jdcomedy.ca. It's Friday, September 15th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. On today's episode, Wakefield Sessions, we're wrapping up week two. Going into week three with my guest, singer-songwriter Phil Jenkins. Oh, man. And we have a chat. And I mean, like, a chat. Chat. This is a monster, a beast of an episode. So sit down, lock up. And Phil caps it off with a couple of live in-studio performances. A couple songs about Wakefield. You're going to love it. And it all starts now. Podcast. Yes. What you've already got. Come on. Oops, drop my mic. Waste of time. Today's guest, Phil Jenkins. The one, the only, Phil. Philip Jenkinson's. Phil Jenkins is my guest. We have an awesome. This is uh, one of my favorites so far. It's a really good one. Coming at you from Lemon Press Studios in the Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It's the weekend, just about. Are you excited about life, about about things in general? It's just a waste of time. All snap tag. Waste of time. All right. What, what, what? Email the show, pod at jdcomedyhour.com. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at jdcomedyhour. And like facebook.com slash jdcomedyhour. <sighs> Go to iTunes and subscribe and rate it and review and give give some stars and some... That helps bump it up. Ship it up. The whole world wants a piece of my head. This is the future. The future is now... Like, look at this. A few years back, just a few years ago, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do this. Just talk. I'm in a closet talking and into your ear holes directly. But this is it. This is the world we live in now. In fact, we're. this is so much the future that there are talks about hyperloops now. Have you read this? The hyperloop? The... the Toronto Montreal quarter quarter corridor is one of the finalists as one of the places to build a hyperloop which is a ultra high speed 
underground and above ground train that runs like on magnetic fields in like this vacuum tube. Hyperloop. Is it Hyperloop or Hypertube? Am I sh fucking that up? Hyperloop. I believe it is Hyperloop. So it would go from Toronto through Ottawa. It would loop up. Go Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal. You could do Toronto, Montreal in 39 minutes. Something that currently takes, what, six, seven hours? Seven hours, maybe? I don't know. Can't remember. You could do Ottawa, Montreal in 12 minutes. Think about that. Really think about that. 12 minutes to Montreal from Ottawa. And, uh, I mean, you can't even get to Ottawa from Wakefield in 12 minutes. So imagine. That's crazy. Go for lunch in Montreal, come back. You probably end up puking your lunch all up in that hypertube. I gotta imagine. There's gotta be some motion. Th it's probably, Hyperloop is probably like uh, surgery. Like don't eat for 24 hours beforehand. Or you'll end up shitting on the operating table. I.e. the floor of the Hyperloop. And, and that's what you want. Shitting at 979 kilometers an hour. I don't know the exact speed it's going to go, but fast. And uh, is that the reason that people don't don't uh, eat for 24 hours before surgery? Is it 24 hours? I've, I've been fortunate enough to never have to have surgery, so I don't know. Is that it? Is it a precaution for doctors not to be shat on? Like their hands? I mean, that would suck as a doctor because then you'd have to rewash from the elbow up to the fingertips. You know how it's all elaborate when they go into surgery? They lather up with this orange mousse. Elbow, elbow deep. You'd have to redo that because you were selfish and ate the night before. This is, by the way, all of this is scientifically accurate. Very, very... This is the, the Julian Dion Medical Journal Hour. But yeah, the Hyperloop. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and... I mean, I don't know how long it would take to build that. Let's say, let's say it does end up that uh, they choose the Toronto-Montreal corridor to you know, build the first Hyperloop. I'm going to go ahead and wait it out. Wait out the technology. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for the, all the kinks to be worked through. I don't want... I don't want to be the first one, the first on a on a Hyperloop disaster. It'd just be a vacuum tube full of Hamburg. That's what it would look like. Because at that speed, I mean, holy God, good God. And the way the Hyperloop works is it's not touching anything. It's all magnetic fields, and they remove the air from the tubes to create a quiet ride. So you're just like zipping through this tube silently. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait it out. Let him figure it out. Trial and error. I don't want to be the error part of the trial equation. I don't want... Like, it seems like the first of many things go down. Like, I don't want to be in the first ever Hyperloop Titanic movie, you know? Where someone plays me, we fell in love, we saw each other in different Hyperloop cars. We made our way to... The, I don't know. And then all of a sudden air came into the vacuum of the tube and 
It started ricocheting around and we're freaking out. And then we're on a floating airless board in this thing and there's not room enough for the two of us and I let myself go and there's no oxygen and I die. That's the movie. The first Hyperloop. Hypertanic. I don't know. I don't have notes. Is it obvious? I, I didn't write anything down. I just hit record and thought, oh, the Hyperloop is trending today. I'll talk about that. But I'm going to end this on a death note and go right to another death note because we talk a lot about death in this interview. For some reason, it comes up. But uh, you know what? That's a reality of life. The end of it. It's part of it. None of us make it out of this thing alive. So, and it's a really, really good chat. We go deep. We have some hilarious moments. Uh, Phil is very present and... Uh, witty and fun to uh, talk to and smart and ends uh, ends with a couple of um awesome songs live in studio but we're going to go to we're going to go to uh one of his songs now actually before the interview and then we'll go right to my chat so enjoy now this is everything is america by Phil Jenkins and then followed up with my chat with the one the only Phil Jenkins <laughs> You and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People I need to lose, sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion, comedy And yes, once again, this episode is brought to you by Too Soon and Beginnings, my two personal comedy albums. Yeah, that's right. My two live comedy albums that I've worked very hard to put out there are available now for digital download at jdcomedy.ca. Yeah, I know you're curious. You hear me on here talking and interviewing, and you must wonder what, you know, what it's like. I do comedy for a living. Maybe you've been to a show. You want to capture that again. You want, to, want a little souvenir. Well, go to jdcomedy.ca and download Too Soon and Beginnings. jdcomedy.ca. What's that? What's that? You want a little taste? Sure, I'll get... Oh, I'll wet your beak. Here's too soon. My da- my dad actually killed a rooster once by its legs uh, against a um, barn wall. That happened. <laughs> that was a real thing. I ran over a raccoon and I cried myself to sleep for a week. <laughs> a week. <laughs> Here's beginnings. This is weird. I just looked at Reject and he went like this. <laughs> Which usually means fucking, right? <laughs> usually it's like... Oh, CPR, got it, okay. You're not gonna come up here and have your way with me in front of my... <laughs> my passed out, you're like, yeah, all right, here you go. Right. What am I even talking about in those clips? Well, only one way to find out. Download Too Soon in Beginnings at jdcomedy.ca. That's jdcomedy.ca. Do it today. Turning on in Kabul in Mecca, Baghdad too. Pixels of persuasion, red, white, and blue. From the canyons of the ocean to the prairies of the moon. 
Put it through your head, your heart, your lips, sticking on your skin. You are what you wear, the label reads American. And the victims of fashion dance with the victims of famine. Aye, Everywhere is America. Aye, Everywhere is America. Ring it out that crack bell. Let it ring and ring and ring. Gangsters slinging rhymes. They don't mean a thing. In the land of the deaf, the loudest fool is king. Everywhere is America. Everywhere is America. It's not built in a day These things take time Running down the highway Guns are fun and it's okay To blow yourself away While the band plays on tea so just be ready for that oh yeah okay <laughs> i was on a boat once with a guy and uh, that beautiful boat wood, beautiful wooden boat down in the, around maine and uh, here we are day one and i get up early and i make a cup of tea and he drinks coffee and i go like this and he said okay that's it we're turning the boat <laughs> 
I can't listen to you slurp your tea for four days. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> One of my roommates did that, and uh, it drove uh, Jen completely uh, nuts. Just bring the mic a little closer to you. Sure. Because we're not in a soundproof uh, booth. I, oh, yeah, I we don't want to catch the... all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's just get right into it. That, of course, you heard just there is my guest today, and uh, really looking forward to chatting up this fella. Known him uh, over the years, in and out of town, and uh, actually at one point my mother-in-law lived behind you, and um, and actually uh, you, actually right behind me, right behind you, like for, for about eighteen months it was directly behind me, directly the, the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I turn around occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Maureen? Yeah. And she was pretty good. Still yeah. following me. Yeah, she's still there. Good, 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 good. And uh, came, I wanted to interview you, but you also uh, came highly recommended by a few people. Uh-oh. And uh, a few people joked that we might need two hours. But let's get right into it. Phil Jenkins is uh, my guest today. He sits across from me here in Lemon Press Studios, a.k.a. my kitchen table. Here in the Gatineau Hills, how are you doing, brother? I'm very good, Julian. I'm very good. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's a beautiful day outside, and uh, where we are, you know, all I can see is trees, which is uh, why we live in Wakefield, and it's it's exactly the right thing. Yeah, as a way of life to look at trees instead of somebody else's wall. That's Come right. On. It's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Uh, and and this, you kind of feel like you're in a treehouse because we're like on the second floor. I do feel like I'm in a treehouse. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have a treehouse? No, I wish. Uh, I had one when I was a oh, kid. Yeah. I always wanted one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always made dens. Yeah. I'm isolationist partly by nature, you know. And uh, well, but I no, that's not right. I need time to myself. Yeah. And. Uh, Mostly to get away from my brothers. And uh, so I used to make dens in the woods all the time. And then I basically live in a den now. I live in a straw bale house. What's the difference between a den and a tree house? A den is on the ground? A den is on the ground. Right. Yeah. I'm, well, a den could be in a, in a tree, but then it would be a tree house. <laughs> uh, so no, these were dens sort of... Uh, How would you at make the, them? At the, bottom, like- at the bottom of trees... With branches. Like a lean-to or something? Yeah, yeah. sort of like a lean-to. Yeah, a bit yurty. Right. Yeah, yurty. Now, that's a nice word. That is a nice word. Actually, Julian, you're looking very yurty today. (laughs) What the fuck does yurty mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Circular and hollow. I mean, what does... (laughs) (laughs) I feel hollow. (laughs) Oh, do you? Okay. Well, it's early. Come on, you know. Another cup of coffee. You'll be all right. What? uh, How many brothers did you have? I have... uh, I've got a... I've got a... My family's a merger. Yeah. Um, my father died when, uh, when, when I was 10 and a half, he was 32. Holy shit. Yeah. What and happened I, there? Uh, he got cancer. Oh, we were living in Elmvale Acres in Ottawa mm-hmm. and he got cancer and, uh, he wanted to go home to Liverpool mm-hmm. where my family has been from for two or 300 years. And, uh, he did, he went, we went home, we went home. Uh, he went ahead of us, and then he died. And then, so by then, I had me, myself and my brother, uh, Alan, um, now a retired policeman. And then uh, my mom married again, a gentleman who, uh, Jack, uh, kindest, gentlest man I ever met. And he was my father for 20 years, and then he died. And he had two kids, my sister Susan, uh, now a retired nurse who ran a hospice for 20 years. And my, uh, my half-sister uh, as well, because uh, they had a kid. Right. Just, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. the only one that's related to everybody. Got it. And 
She's also very small, which is why we call her our half-sister. And um, <laughs> we don't know where the other half is. We never did find it. The, the, um, Maybe behind you, Jack. It, it could be, behind yeah, Maureen. Standing behind Maureen, which is why I can't see her. Not that Maureen's that big. Uh, in body, but huge in spirit. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's my brother, Jonathan, um, who um, has beaten prostate cancer wow. and is traveling currently in India, where he's been four or five times. He keeps sending... Remember when people used to steal garden gnomes and send them, mm-hmm. take them around the world with them and yeah. send photographs yeah, back? Yeah. Well, he's kind of like that. You know, we, we, here comes one of him in front of the Taj Mahal right. and here comes one of him <laughs> in front of some lake or other with a, a pagoda in the middle of it. And stuff I think like. Travelocity uses the garden gnome as their... Oh, do they? Yeah, as their kind of thing. I thought that was Based great. on that yeah, the tradition. Thing with, the one that was even better, it got a little uh, uh, political. Was People used to... You remember... Maybe you don't, but they, there used to be, can you believe this? There used to be a jockey. It was a black jockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, black as in race. Right. There was a black jockey that, that, that they had. It was like a garden gnome, and it would sit outside houses. And people used to steal them and take them down to uh, <laughs> southern, the, United Sta- the southern United States oh, and photograph them you know, next to a whites-only side. Yeah, yeah. They, they, things like that. And it got very political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a, that was a fun... No, nobody does that anymore, no, really. Do they? Well, instead they just plow through Have you done it of... lately? No? No. No, okay. Oh, are you talking about the the political Ste- statements? No, no stealing the- stealing garden <laughs> no, gnomes. No. Stealing say garden. people drive oh, their that. cars through crowds of people now. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I haven't. I've never done that. I just know it's it was a thing. I didn't realize it was a stolen garden gnome. Was that part of it? You had to. Steal well, they'd it? return them. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, but the, yeah, it used to happen a lot at Halloween in in England. They're big on garden gnomes in England. Yeah. And uh, usually they were the seven dwarfs, or you know, one of the seven dwarfs. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then and then what the hell are we talking about? How did we get onto this? Was it my fault we got onto this? <laughs> this, by the way, we do. The, I have ADD, so we kind of go all over the map. Oh, that's okay. It's sometimes I get emails from frustrated listeners mm-hmm. going, "You were going to say this, and you never got to it." But I wonder if there are people somewhere who are like triple D. Right. I'm A D D D D D D D D. I'm A D D D. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. I just did it. That's like I was, when I teach writing, I, you know, playing with words like that. And when I teach a writing class to high school kids, I remember once a kid said to me, What exactly is a simile? And I said, It's like, like. And he got it. Yeah. And then when I lecture at, Carlton on the history of Ottawa to adults in retirement. They're retiring, but they're not shy. And uh, I, I say to them, we're going to use the Socratic method. And then one of them will say, what's the Socratic method? And I go, there you go. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tea slurping. Tea slurp it up. That's it. Podcast over. I can't take this. <laughs> Get off the boat. Uh, no, I think we were just started talking about how many brothers and sisters you grew up with. Oh, my uh, family. Yeah, yes. your so family. I have, I have a, a real brother, mm-hmm. a half-sister, a step-sister, and a step-brother. Right. And they're all in England. I'm the only one of the family that was here. So you came back. So when your father passed, how long did you stay out there? Uh, over there? Uh, I was there from 61 to 78. Okay, so you spent like your formative years back. So were you born in Ottawa? 
No, no, I was okay. born in uh, Woodford Green, Essex, which is within the sound of Bow Bells, which means technically I'm a Cockney. If you're, oh, born, yeah. if you're born within the sound of Bow Bells, you're a Cockney. Uh, I, but the bells weren't there. This is 1951. Mm. Everybody's doing the math. And um, uh, th they'd been bombed during the war, so the bells weren't actually there. But the definition of a Cockney is that you were born within the sound of Bow Bells. Right. And there's that famous Cockney accent that they... That they do. Oh, oh right. East End London. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, what are you talking about? Now, <laughs> come on, Julian. No, shut From up, those Guy mate. Ritchie movies. Stick it in your cake hole. I was <laughs> just watching a Guy Ritchie movie last night, the King Arthur thing. Yeah, was it good? No. No, I haven't no, seen no, that no. one. Special effects are absolutely... The movie... Here we go. The, the CGI has been the death of good scripts. Mm -hmm. You know? There must be writers all over the place who, who sort of... Could you say a few... Put a few words here between this explosion and that car chase. Could you just put a few words, please? Or, you know, he's going to hit him with this hammer and, and the whole earth's going to shake. And he needs to say something. Like, what, what would he say? I'm going to hit the earth with this hammer. And it's going <laughs> to shake. You might want to step back. Thank you. Here's half a million dollars. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Anyway, but there are great little movies out there. I'm not going to do that. Mm. You know that? There's no good movies anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. There's it's like people say there's no movies. good music or anything. There's great anymore. movies. Yeah. What was the one I just saw the other day? Uh, Tumble Down. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's um, the the widow of a folk singer, sort of Nick Drakey, but American folk singer, mm. who put out one album and has turned into a cult figure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Is it a documentary? Cause no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. It's, it, it's a beautiful movie, and she, she needs to get over it. There's the, I'm attracted to movies about uh, bereavement. Mm-hmm. Fathers and sons, obviously, after what I just said. Mm -hmm. But movies about bereavement, you know, because some people, probably that's on my mind as well, because as, as I explained to you just before we went on, on the air, <laughs> that uh, I was at a memorial service for uh, a, a friend uh, yesterday. But the bereavement, you know, it's, it's some, it just it, it sticks about here. I'm pointing to my throat, my Adam's apple. Um, Women don't have an Adam's apple. Mm. They don't have an Eve's apple, you'd think. You'd think. You would think. But, uh, and obviously, Adam wasn't very good at swallowing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the bereavement sort of, sometimes it just sort of sticks here and it takes a long time to go down. Truly, madly, deeply. Mm -hmm. Brilliant movie yeah. about, about bereavement. Yeah. I suppose it's a product of, there's various people dying, you know. At this, I'm 66, mm -hmm. so they're starting to go, you know. And uh, so, I don't want to take this down, but it, 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 you know, it does start to. It, sure. ho it hovers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it yeah. hovers. The the fact that you're in that old thing, you're nearer the grave than the cradle, and all that kind of stuff. But there's a few friends lately. Actually, can we talk about one of them? Absolutely. Which will take us into music. Yeah, 100%. You can just eat the mic a little more, just. So okay. We can, yeah. Uh, okay. And. Um, it looks like a clown nose. <laughs> That's not an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big red thing, people. Um, uh, the um, yeah, I um, 
the, the person I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about for a minute or so here is, is a guy called Charlie Robertson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a sometime member of uh, the Cooper Brothers, who were a country rock band in the Ottawa Valley. Uh, five-part harmony. There's not many bands that can do five. The Eagles can do five-part harmony. And uh, they, they were pretty big. They had a, they had a big hit, um, which people my age will start singing along with me now. Uh, the dream never dies, just a dreamer. And it was a big song. And he ended up in Chelsea. And uh, there was a group that would have parties, uh, um, house parties, you know. And we usually we'd play, or it was somebody's birthday in the summer, and we'd sit outside and play. And it was obvious that Charlie was a really, really good musician. And um, he inherited from his brother-in-law a home studio, but he didn't play much anymore. Um, and uh, set up the studio, uh, but didn't write. I mean, I think he may have written, but he was so perfectionist that he probably never liked anything enough that he wrote to publish it. So he said, well, you know, you're a total song slut to me. Why don't you come over and uh, for the weekend and play uh, some tunes, and I'll get to learn to use the studio. So I went over with just the guitar and my voice and uh, did about 20 songs. And the next thing I know, I'm getting phone calls at like 1 in the morning. Whoa, Phil, you got to come and listen to this. Fantastic. Um, and he's bought some new plug-in or change the mic and you know and all yeah. this so eventually after months and months and he was bringing in heavyweight Canadian musicians you know Pete Fredette mm. do you know who Pete Fredette no. is? no he's Kim Mitchell's bass player he's got the best okay. rock and roll voice in Canada is that right oh yeah fantastic voice anyway so he's coming in and we narrowed it down to 10 and Charlie said, now, now Charlie's playing music again, and he's out playing again, you know, and, and his beautiful wife, Benta, is saying, you know, what'd you do to Charlie? Like, I don't see him much anymore. He's either in the studio or he's on the, she's a, she's a music widow now, you know? And uh, so um, he said, I think we might have an album here, which for Charlie to say that, I'm really? You're going to put your name on it? You know? Yeah, especially someone that perfectionist. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah, next to mine. You're going to put yeah. that, that name next to my name. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so, yeah. So he goes off to play for a week. And he, he said, when, when I get back, we'll make the to-do list. We need to finish that. The little uh, tweak that. And uh, yeah, and then we'll put it out as an album. So I go over the next week. Can Charlie come out to play? No, he can't because he's dead. What? Yeah. You hadn't heard anything or knew it he was had a that stroke. fast? He had a stroke. Holy fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a holy fuck. And, uh, and um, so it took what a What was your reaction? You're standing there going, uh, 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 uh. Well, at that point, he was in the hospital, actually, on the doorstep. And his, his beautiful daughter, Aiden, um, was crying, of course. And, and then a couple of days later, he's brain dead and... Jeez. Went off to Montreal to have his organs harvested, you know. And, and uh, anyway. Uh, so you never got to finish the album with well, him? Well, I'm finishing it. Right. When was this? Uh, four years ago. Four years. It's been a, in the making. It's been in the making. Well, for a while. None of us wanted to. Go, I, well, I didn't want to go anywhere near it. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And then finally we got the hard drive out and uh, put it in somebody else's studio, Kenny Canwisher. And uh, so we're very close now, actually. In his I, honor. 
in, in his own well you know it, it 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 just yes to honor right what he did with it but it's good yeah yeah you know because um, he would put strings on and all these arrangements it was like i took him this little piece of pizza dough you know the little folky song my little nice folky song <laughs> nice words about nice things and then he'd spin it and out would come this big beautiful pizza with all with everything on it you know like with the works and um, so no they're, they're they're neat songs they're neat songs and when is that scheduled to come out yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I, I'm paying for all this myself you know so I gotta right. make money over here I sing at the uh, various farmers markets around the area which mm -hmm. I love to do mm -hmm. uh, particularly the Elmer market which is a lovely little market it's they're great places to play you know it's everybody's in a good mood yeah oh yeah they're uh, out and it's and the they're weekend, out and they're and wandering it's... around they're seeing their friends you know you can tell they're you know how you tell they're listening you look at their feet or occasionally one of them will just sit down because you decided to play a song they really like. Right. You know? and, and I can sing in French and English. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's funny because I put my case out. And uh, if I sing in English, I get toonies. If I sing in French, I get $5 bills. Make it rain. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> you're not just a song slut. You're a language slut. Oh, a total slut. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, Julian, but we're in Quebec. That's right. <laughs> they speak French. Yeah. It's a French country. Yeah, no way. Yeah. Oh, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do the rest of the podcast in French. Bam, we Get some $5 bills coming our way. Bam, we <laughs> Flying through the windows. <laughs> Par les fenêtres. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, did you, like, at what age did music come into your life? Was it, was it a musical household where you grew up? No, not or? really. Not really. Um, by the way, the death portion of the podcast is now over. I don't think it is. I think oh, we'll go back and going, forth. We're yeah. going to go back to it. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll have a bit of jolly here. First. <laughs> and then we'll go back to the death. Yeah. To death. I was actually going to change the name of the podcast to the Julian Dion Sorrow Hour, <laughs> just for this one. <laughs> Sorrow and joy, yeah. I rewrote the words to, uh, I won't sing it now, but I rewrote, you know, there's a, mat, there's a I, it, it's caught me in song lyrics. I haven't forgotten your question. Uh, uh, in song lyrics that like uh, Dan Hill has a song I want to hold you till I die mm -hmm. and there's this poor woman wandering around with this emaciated singer clinging <laughs> to her ankle with bits of him falling off you know and she's going die for Christ's sake die go away I'm trying to go out for a cup of coffee and you're hanging on to me Days from death, go away. It's a terrible lyric. <laughs> it's an absolutely awful <laughs> lyric. Yeah. So you know the 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 uh, the whole idea of of uh, death within lyrics or the dying and within lyrics and all that sort of stuff. And I'm I'm far I'm I'm more. How, let's have some joyful beauty. Mm -hmm. Right. You know we sang Moon River at the end of this funeral service. Memorial. I beg. It's not a funeral service. It's a memorial service. It's celebrial. Yeah, Morio. and uh, you can sit back. I'll just bring that closer. Okay, that's right. I'm, I think I'm more comfortable. Yeah, get comfortable. Was I was gonna thing. say I'm more comfortable erect, but that's probably not. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Us guys. Let's be honest. Us guys. Let's <laughs> let's just be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Some of my happiest moments are when I was erect. Right. Of course. And shortly after there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the way to flaccidity, and ah um, uh, oh, yes. Just pause a moment.
There we are. And there yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's, that's that beautiful memory uh, <laughs> refiled. Uh, <laughs> and he's a wreck now, officially. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank God for radio, because yeah. I am officially erect. It just got clammy in this room all of a sudden. Do you mind if I move a little closer? <laughs> yeah. no, please do. Uh, so yeah the whole yeah but so there's this song um uh a man of constant sorrow i've been there all my days you know and i thought what a terrible song this guy is not only is he a man of constant sorrow but he's bloody well singing about it and making me listen you know (laughs) so i rewrote it i'm a man of constant joy yeah that's what music should be doing yeah totally. don't you think yeah, so anyway, there we are. Well, do you think... Um, but am I, am I from a musical family? Uh, no. No. No, I'm from, a, I'm from a, a writerly family. A lot of writers? Yeah, I have a, I have a twin career. Uh, yeah, you said you not wrote so much now. I, write, I, write, I wrote books and I wrote for the Ottawa Citizen for 25 years. What kind years. of writer for the Citizen were you? I had columns. I was a columnist. I was freelance. I never worked for them. Mm. That, w- that would have killed my English. Uh, but the... Um, Delete all adjectives, you know, the journalistic style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they were, I had a, I was writing for Ottawa Magazine. That was my first sort of real writing gig. I was a contract writer. I had to do an article a month for Ottawa Magazine. And um, I got that through a piece of theater that we could quickly talk about. I I researched uh, every story they'd ever written and put them in categories. And I noticed that they had done local interest the least. So I, mm. I went down to the Bywood Market at 5 o'clock in the morning and left at midnight. Well, just talking to people. And just talking hands. to people and wrote about it. Did, a th- uh, did the opening 500 words and walked into the office and said, uh, you haven't, this is the, local interest is what you've done least about. Here's the first 500 words of an article about the Bywood Market. There's my contacts. And I had phoned one of the writers, and I, and I said, you pay $350 for a first article. I'll take it, but I'll never take it again. If you hire me, it's going to cost you more than that. Mm. And the guy said, and you are? <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get past the door? And, uh, and he said, okay, leave it here. And then I got a phone call a week later. And you got the job. I got the job. Oh, sure. Yeah, so I had to produce once a month these articles. But then I heard that I All local f- interest stuff? Usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ottawa yeah. Magazine, right? Yeah, and um, I uh, then the guy, a friend of mine, uh, James, who was an editor, said they're looking for people at the Citizen. They want columnists, and they're looking for a book columnist in particular. I went, Oof, yes, that's that's me. So um, I wrote down ten articles that I would do if I got the job, and the first sentence of each one, because that's the hook, right? Yeah. Uh, like the beginning of the joke, you know, do I want to listen to this mm-hmm. joke? Yes, I do because of that first line. Um, yeah, for instance, you know, I just gave up everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You. I'm yeah. pointing yeah. at you. Yeah. I'm yeah. pointing yeah. at you, Julian yeah. Dion. And uh, and uh, so, uh, see, I'm gonna, I want to hear that. You uh-huh. know, this guy just gave up everything. Jeez, what happened? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, now he's an angry yeah. young man. Yeah. The um, but the uh, so I wrote, and the first one was that I was going to review the books that were at the lo- the OC Transpo Lost and Found. 
Oh, yeah. The books that yeah, people yeah, leave on the bus. Yeah. And, of, uh, yes, and then they went, oh, yeah, this guy's interesting. So mm. I did that for six years. Wow. Interviewed, I don't know, a couple of hundred authors. Uh, everybody. Alice Monroe, P.D. James, and Michaels, Margaret Atwood. That was a tough one. Really? Why? You're not giving uh, it up? Uh, no. She, uh, I won't call her Peggy because her friends do that. Writers do that mm. to pretend they're friends with Margaret Atwood. <laughs> Peggy. I call her Peggy, actually. Oh, you mean Peggy. <laughs> and uh, But Margaret, uh, yeah, I was so told that she could be tricky. And what she does is she does this, she, she throws in a question. And if you get the answer wrong, which means you're stupid, uh, then she gives you the, the B interview. Yes, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whereas if you get the answer right, then she'd be... But you get the A interview in which she takes a while to answer the question. So the question was, she had just written, I think it was The Robber Bride, and she said, well, I used that English historian that writes about war. You know? And I said, oh, well, you mean John Keegan? And she, ding, I got the A interview. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, and then at one point I said that the, the, a book of hers was like a sort of chatty fable, and she bristled. And she says, Buster, if, she, uh, if she's annoyed at you. So she said... What do you mean by chatty, Buster? Oh, shit. It took me years to write that, and it's all beautifully honed and all. And I said, there's a lot of women sitting on Toronto Island and in various places talking to each other over tables. But it's a fable as well, so it's a chatty fable. She said, oh, all right. And then she said, uh, you've got a slight English accent. And I said, yes, I do. And she said, you say chat up. The English say chat up, don't they? So she said, chat me up with Margaret Atwood. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I said, uh, where are you staying, Margaret? What, what hotel have they got you in? You know, Can I have your room number? And uh, when do you get off here? You know? <laughs> Am I the last one? Because that would be great. We could go straight to the hotel room. <laughs> you know, you've got a bigger expense account than me, a couple of drinks, and away we go, you know? Cornflakes for breakfast, as we used to say you know, huh? in Liverpool. And she said, oh, very good. And then, she, then being Margaret Atwood, she's so smart. She said, now chat me down. <laughs> I'd never heard yeah. that chat down. But of course, it's a phenomenon. You know, and you've got to chat down sometimes. Mm. And uh, not as often as I would like, but never mind. And uh, so uh, I said, you know that thing with the hotel room that we were talking about earlier, Margaret? Forget it. You know, actually, I'm going to be meeting a, a, a young woman uh, younger than you and she went oh very good <laughs> she went oh very good yeah that was it. and then it turned out to be a really good, it was a really good interview we, yeah. had, we had a good time yeah but you kind of had to go through these loops and tests mini well, tests yeah the, she, i mean she's 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 also feeling you up she's well, chatting yeah, she's, you up she's chatting me up in a way yeah, yeah you know professionally but the um the yeah the, the, talking to writers you see okay the definition of what are books for? What story for? Uh, you know, what's what we what's what what we're doing for? Uh, particularly radio and podcasts is that. But books in particular, books in particular are a way of teaching yourself to talk to yourself better. Talking to right, yourself, yeah. talking to yourself is is it, people take it for granted. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. And the better you can talk to yourself, the better life you will probably have. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. So a book is the perfect way of doing that because somebody sat somewhere for five years and talked to themselves 
about whatever the subject is, be it bereavement maybe, or joy, or family, all the things we've been talking about. So uh, then, they, then they, they, they put it out there, you pick it up, and you're thousands of miles from them. Well, they might even be dead. But they talk to you mm-hmm. for as long as it takes you to write, write the book. And you talk to yourself about what they talk to themselves about. Right. About which that they talk to themselves too. Fuck, I never thought about it that way at yeah. all. Well that's, well, that's what books are. That's yeah. what story is. Yeah. Because in the end, you're doing it now and I'm doing it now. Even as we're talking to each other, we're talking to ourselves. Mm. You know, you're thinking, Christ, how the hell am I going to edit this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Does this guy ever, you know. Could he just stick to one thing for like four sentences? Christ. A D D D D D D D D. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what books are for, right? You know. Yeah. So and usually you're you're you know we, you know we were talking about earlier part of your act is this thing that you're because you're in you're off stimulants that you've just become angry things that used to calm you down you've become angry although you're in nature. Yeah. Oh, I'm back on all of those. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, phew, what a relief. <laughs> that was a bit of man, a... man, you were, you know, when you were... Oh. <laughs> that was a bit of a socio-experiment. <laughs> 15 months. Oh, well done. It started as a, a sober January. For those who don't know, the listeners, if you download one of my albums, Beginnings, that's all it's about. But yeah. uh, I did 15 months of just complete nothingness. I quit uh, drinking, caffeine, and weed, and... Um, Basically, it was to do a sober January. I did one month, and I still wasn't feeling the best, and all this clarity that's supposed to come with it. And I was like, what, "Have I fucked myself up forever here? Like, can yeah, I not ever feel normal?" At that point, you were up to your bottom lip in toxins. Totally. Yeah. No, it would have taken seventeen years. Right. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I found it. it You'd took... only just be getting out of jail by the time you were clear. <laughs> well, it took about for me to start feeling normal and having like consistent uh, energy levels. It was about like two, two and a half months, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay. Well, let me ride this out then, because that was that was a shit show for two and a half months, just like <laughs> questioning everything all the time. Like, well, did you ever get to joy? Did you ever get to clarity? Did you see God? Yes fuck or no? No, no you didn't. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? That's that's. Every time I go to see God, he's out. He's out. Yeah. He's not there. He's not there, man. Yeah. Be yeah. back in fifteen. He's never back in well, fifteen. He, he's basically, as far as the world's concerned, an absentee landlord. Right. 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 No, really. Yeah. 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 Either that, he or he went to uh, how to be a God school. Mm. And the Earth was his thesis. Uh, uh, someone that's good, but he never finished it. <laughs> right, right. And uh, like a lot of people, and ne- and then just never handed it in. So we're just kind of running on. Someone waiting this... for him to finish the damn thing. Yeah. Him, him, her, it, they. Yeah. To finish it, and uh, the Some, creator and all that. But someone no. had uh, described one of my landlords as um, he, because he would kind of cut corners, so he'd use two nails when he needed one screw, and that kind of applies to God. Oh, I, yeah, like yeah. That, I like that. Thing. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What were we, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So after fifteen months, yeah, I, yeah, felt, no, I felt great. But yeah. then I went on an all-inclusive Mexican resort trip, and uh, that was that. That was that. And that was that. Yeah. They didn't have to fly you back, though. <laughs> no, no. Good. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and didn't you you took up yoga as well, didn't you? I did. Well, wait, was that part of the stick? Was that part? No, of the, I did. Uh, you did do it. I joined a yoga yoga studio for thirty days. Yeah, I went a few times. Yeah, what'd you uh, think? It was Bikrams, and I actually loved it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I fucking loved it. I, I was one of those guys that thought, well, how could, because people would always go on and on and on about yoga. It's a good workout. And I was mm-hmm. like, how could it be better than lifting weights or whatever? And right. I did it for the first time and I was, everything hurt. Yeah. After like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Your hair surprised. hurts. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Every, every muscle. Mm-hmm. No, but, well, you're in the perfect town for that. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, half of Wakefield is yoga teacher and the other half is taking it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there goes my side business. The, my there side goes your money. side business. Yeah. The, the, um, I think there's a couple of slots left. Probably they've closed since this morning for a massage therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> half of Wakefield is also a massage therapist. Right. And the other half is being massaged. Well, the people that go to class need the massages. So, yeah, there's yeah. This, just a cycle of uh, yeah. this perfect capitalism. I think people sometimes cycle. get confused, you know, like the, you know, that between a boyfriend and a girlfriend and a massage therapist, because one is included in the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Do you get massages? Do you go for massages? No. I can't. I, t- I do yoga. I do. Yeah, yoga. Right. I've done it for five years. Yeah. I put an ad in the... Uh, I wanted to skate the Rideau Canal. I couldn't skate. I'm a terrible Canadian. I couldn't skate. Although I was on the team at Vincent Massey, the hockey team at Vincent Massey in Ottawa when I was eight. Mm. Uh, but so I wanted to skate the Rideau Canal and a, and a, a local lad from Chelsea, Wim, uh, volunteered, followed up my ad and taught me to skate. And I skated the length of the canal, 7.2 kilometers. Mainly because it was all in one direction. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have to turn. Yeah. I just had to aim. That's basically. the tricky part. Yeah. That's the tricky part is the turning thing. And then at the end, I just ran into something. So that was stopping. You know? um, I fell twice, but, but I did it. How were you in a hockey team at eight if you couldn't... Did you, were you the I only player with, a, then. with I, a chair pushing a chair around? On no, the no, I could skate <laughs> then. Okay. What I'm saying is I could skate when I was eight. Right. But then I went to Liverpool. Right. And it's no, not like riding a bike. It's not like riding... No, yeah, it is. Like once, you, once you've fallen off a bike, you can do it anytime, you know? Right. But uh, the... Yeah, so... And then he said, well, I also teach yoga. But I didn't want to do the... I didn't want to go down to a yoga school again my sort of i kind of like to do things on my own mm. uh apart from relationships and uh i need to do things on my own let's put it that way you know that um so learning to write music and to write books particularly like you need to spend a lot of time on your own and i'm not i'm not uncomfortable with my own company and uh so um, I, well, that's, I, don't, I don't want to do it that way. So I put an ad in the in, in the uh, Wakefield News, and uh, it was uh, no nonsense yoga for older guys. Because women, then I had started doing it just at my house. You know, what does the no nonsense part mean? Is it no yoga? Well, we pants? don't do we do we do a bit of oming at the beginning, right? Uh, you know, yeah. Mm. I think it's OMG now. It's omg, <laughs> omg. <laughs> Thank you. He'll be here all weekend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just thought of that, though. Come that's on. good. Yeah, Come that's on. good. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have it. All right. Okay. It's done. It's mine. Okay. And I'm going to uh, edit this part out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's funny. Where did he get that? Yeah. <laughs> me. It was me. Um, the uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, but we don't. I mean, we laugh and joke, and you know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to reveal this, but sometimes when you're doing yoga, you fart. 
We let go for, right. for sure. But you must know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot you must know that. Oh. And uh, so, and we just, you know, ignore it and we, and we talk. We, I, we've sorted the world out. We've, I've been doing it for five years with a, with a wonderful friend of mine, Bob Gibson, you know, who was in his 70s. There uh, yeah, and we go at it, man. It's it's good yoga, and my uh, my my beautiful girlfriend Kim does it with us sometimes as well, you know. And she said it's that's a workout, you know. Mm. And uh, been doing it for five years. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, people See, people say like you know you, you look like you're in reasonably good shape, you know. And I go, I think it's yoga, but it's so gradual. That's right. You've got to do it for a while, but and it's it, so gradual. It's like, you, it's like it's like writing any other thing yeah it just slowly improves i think sometimes with with things like that though they sort of they, they flatline for a while and then all of a sudden you're better at them you're like hit the you, next you, level you, you hit the next level your brain gets hold of it you, you, your memory cells are imprinted now you've got the hang of it so mm, you go up to another level you do it for a little while mm, you go up to another level yeah and it changes your body in ways that you can't just with traditional working out like you get more like increased flexibility yeah. your muscles elongate like it actually changes your yeah yeah your physique changes yeah. you know you, uh, and then i swim because i live near the Gatineau. i live in a straw bale house near the gatineau river mm-hmm. so i swim not this fucking summer i went this morning i go every morning do you good yeah. man it was unbelievable. Oh, isn't it the best oh my god and I walk from here to down. It's like a four-minute walk. Yeah. And uh, I just had my shorts from yesterday. They were still wet. Uh-huh. No shirt. I just went in my boxers, with, uh-huh. or not in the boxers, with the shorts, with uh-huh. a towel. It's freezing my balls off until I got there. Then I wanted to get in the water. And it was actually like warm. You didn't actually freeze your balls off because I can see them. They're still in your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And by the way, you'll never have children. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the Gatineau. <laughs> Thanks to the Gatineau, the freezing Gatineau. The best form of birth control. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Go for a cold swim, yeah. and then while your testicles are in your cheeks, go to her, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Have a jawbreaker while up there. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? We used to have these big candies in England. What were they called? Gobstoppers. Yes. Yeah. Gob- Did they have them here? We, yeah, totally. Oh, okay. And All then right. you had the great big ones. They were called jawbreakers. Jawbreakers. Yeah. Like, well, that's what you were referring to. I know. I, I never graduated to jawbreakers. They're humongo, and they're just layer of layer of layer of total, hard candy. To, total sugar. Yeah. All sugar. Total sugar. Yeah. Death to sugar. Yeah. Are you off sugar? I'm. I, I go every now and then to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, he puts me on the hoist and up I go, you know, and he has a look underneath and he goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate that. Oh, fuck. When like, what does that mean? Am I dying? What mm-hmm, is that? That second mm-hmm, mm-hmm sound? Mm-hmm. Like- mm-hmm. That's the worst one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, and he said, I'm, I'm pre-pre-diabetic. Mm. What does that even mean? Aren't we I, all I, pre-pre-diabetic? I, I think we're all pre That's like, you know, like I'm pre-pre-still alive. Yeah. But, um, he, oh, no, he, don't, he said, yeah, you're, pure, you're pre-pre-diabetic. And, and he said, it's sugar, particularly on uh, refined sugar, white death. And, and I said, what do I do? And he said, uh, you're smart. Think about it. And I went, eat less sugar. And he went, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's, you, you know, you read the, you, when you turn whatever it is, 56 and a half, you start reading labels. Yeah, right? yeah. Somebody said a neat thing the other day. We're, we're gonna if we get on to processed food, we're gonna be here all day. But somebody said to me the other day, the best thing you can do is don't read, don't eat anything with writing on it. 
Makes sense. That's yeah, which, which is which is yeah, it's a good. It, yeah. It's impossible. It is, yeah. It, but but it, aim at it like mm. that. Look, eat like your Mediterranean great grandmother. Yeah, like a whole food. Uh, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And where we live, like there's organic farms popping up. Every time you turn around, mm-hmm. there's a there's an organic farm with a built-in massage therapist and yoga instructor. Actually. In our, well, I think that's going to yeah. be the, the whole of Wakefield is <laughs> yeah. going to end up like that. Right. You know, they're going to have to close the hospital because <laughs> yeah. no one's going to get sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, yeah, so sugar, but it's it's in toothpaste. It's in everything. It's, it's so hard, in, and it's in everything. It's in your glasses. Yeah, you know, and I, I, mean, I suck on these things. Every and you day. suck on your glasses. Yeah, yeah. I wish you'd stop it. Actually, it's, it's very distracting. <laughs> you slurp on your tea. I suck on my glasses. Yeah, we all have but something. there's no sugar in my tea. That's right. That we know. Yeah. Oh. Probably yeah. in that ceramic cup, there's, it's oh, there's, bound with... Well, the, just, it's in the air. Yeah. It just heads towards you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so there we are. There we are. So just to go back a little bit to... Um, okay. You touched on uh, your writing style musically as that you like to portray joy uh, in, in song. Beauty and more than beauty. Beauty. Yeah. I mean, you've only got to listen to the... To the um, you didn't finish your question, did you? No, it's all right. Went, Go ahead. Okay. Um, that I'll finish it eventually. You listen to the news. If you listen to the news much, you know, and, and I also don't want to get on to the present state of the CBC, but um, an ac- a road accident in which three people died in Alberta is not news. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's a personal tragedy for some people in Alberta, but it's not news. You know, but they're desperate, so they just read out the police reports that they get and reports from prisons. You hear that a lot and stuff like that in order to fill the news because they don't have enough money to have stringers anymore or around the world and stuff like that. So, you know, and now here's a report from the BBC. Now here's a report from NBC. Now here's a report from, you know, I said, uh... Yeah. You know, and if you want to find out what's happening in the American entertainment business, listen to Q. Right. Because that's what it is. That's right. He's a modern Johnny Carson. Mm. So, um, yeah, but have you, maybe maybe a Canadian artist did something. Yeah, yeah every once in a while they'll have <laughs> someone know, on, but it's, you're yeah. right, it's far and few between. I think it's around 70%. Well, it's all of the, of the people. ratings. Yeah, it is. It's all ratings. Well, it's all, you know. I mean, it's like how the, do we get this into a smart? How do we get somebody who's looking at a smartphone to, to click on to, this to leave thing. their finger, yeah, to the side of the phone, right, for more than ten seconds? That's the raison d'etre for the CBC at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, know? it's like that. I mean, in my industry, I mean, just for laughs, the biggest comedy festival in the yes, world I've been, is in yeah. Montreal, yeah, and it's eighty percent American comics. Is it? Um, oh yeah, there's. It's hard to. Uh, it's and they don't promote. If Canadians are on shows, they're hardly promoted. You know, you're opening for the American guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, same for the Comedy Network. They have no original programming. Uh, it's all just American TV shows mm-hmm. that, are, that mm-hmm. are being... I guess I have the Beaverton now, which is the, their yeah. only original uh, content, which is Canadian. But other than that, it's all just Big okay. Bang Theory reruns. and End of grump. End of grump about the CBC. Okay. You know, okay. Because uh, we were talking about lyrics and joy. Also, by the way, I don't want to hear about the American president. Mm. Did you know that Trump is a euphemism for fart in England? Is that right? No, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, actually, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that. Who no, trumped? Sure. Yeah. You know, 
Well, the Americans trumped, mm. you know. But they shit in their own bed, and they've got four years to change the sheets. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and away you go. I'm more worried about grassy narrows, mercury poisoning, grassy narrows, and what Trudeau's doing about it or not doing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to worry about my own country. For sure. I'm sick of worrying about what the Americans... I mean, they're having terrible time with their weather, which is not attributable in any way to right. cli climate change. You know, a lot of Canadians are thinking of moving down there because they don't have climate change down there. That's the right. president said so. That's right. Yeah. You know, thought, it's going to be I a safe you place. Were being serious for a second when he said no, it's no, not no, no, no. I get it. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 yeah. See, lyric writing. I'm going to make a statement that'll probably have people howling. But if every line of your song starts with "I" or "me," or the word "me" or "I" is in the sentence somewhere, that's not poetic. That's not beautiful. It's narcissistic. Mm -hmm. In the end, it's narcissistic, you know? I mean, the thing I, it, it, once upon a time I used to, I mean, I probably was not really qualified to be doing it, but a couple of lyric writing workshops, you know? And I said, what you need to do is read a lot of poetry. You yeah, know? for sure. Because I mean, you're at the essence. You're yeah. after the essence of it, you know? You've got to go deep. Yeah. You know? I get it, your heart is aching. Because you're in a minor key, you know. But, and, but trust me, there's a lot of people written a lot of songs about how their heart hurts. Well, we were just talking about it earlier. Well, we were, you know. And, and uh, there's 50 songs with the title Heartbreaker. Right. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. But in the second part of my question was, how does someone like yourself, who's mm. gone through so much personal tragedy at a young age, I mean, well, I mean, just loss, I guess. And, and there's, uh, there's, there's other stuff as well. Yeah, we won't get into it. Right. Yeah, there is well, I mean, stuff. the big one, losing your father at 10 yeah. and a half years yeah. old. I mean, that's a hard age to go through that. You're not too young that you don't remember anything. And you, it's just like, I, do remember, I do remember him. Of, it's of funny, course. the other day I was lying in bed thinking, how much do I remember? I'm writing a memoir. I did four books big books uh, I mean you know reputable three of them from McLennan and Stewart as it turned out uh, about Canadian I, I'm fascinated by Canadian landscape well I'm fascinated by this that all of life is a contest between the poetic and the financial that's right? good yeah it is that's good and uh, can I slip in the other one that I'm proud of yeah uh, it's the duty of government to administer compassion and govern greed and they do it the other way around. Opposite, yeah. yeah. You, you wrote that? I wrote that. That's good. I'm going to yeah, get that tattooed yeah, yeah. in Latin you can on have that. Page. You can have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it you were also going to have on your tattooed on your ribcage? In the act, you were going to have something. I'm going to have that. Something in Latin. Yeah, I can't remember. What was it you were saying? It might have been in the moment. Thing, it was in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, I'm going to have that tattooed in Latin. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, gave uh, my uh, secret because uh, I just uh, used that same line for... for <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm on to you, Julian. I have like three bits and yeah, I just I'm recycle onto them. You, Julian. <laughs> I do my research, man. As you can tell, I do my um, research. But, uh, but the, yeah, so um, what was the one before Administered Compassion that I was talking about? Um, 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 oh my God, look at us. Because it was good, you said, is that you? Yeah, it's yeah, that, really good. It was really good. Can, was really wind good. back, wind it back. What, did, what would you just say? I don't know. Well, we're talking about lyric writing, and, and let's, yeah, but let's, I want to remember that you just said it. And it was really fucking. Well, it's good. on. It's in. It's in the thing. It's in the machine. Give me one sec. A second. Hold on. There, there. It's 
For the listener, this is go- it's going to be no time. Hold on. Go in. Oh, we just remembered it. We just, just like we, that. Yeah. I, no, you had no dead air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's now three days later. <laughs> we're on our underwear, in our underwear sweating. We're in our Hung- underwear. Hungry. Sweating. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting caffeine rushes, and uh, Julian's had I don't know how many joints. <laughs> and I'm enjoying the secondhand smoke. Uh, but, okay, so, yeah. The, uh, the life is a contest between the poetic and the financial, particularly if you of an artistic inclination. Mm-hmm. And life gives you an opportunity to actually make money doing that, um, and then there it is. Your career is a contest between the poetic and the financial. That's it's like right. I sometimes say about about cities, like say Wakefield or something. It has a bottom line and a melody line, and you know you you move you oscillate between the two. Um, so when I'm at the cafe 1870 at the open stage and it's a good night, I'm riding them. I'm on the melody line. Mm-hmm. They're like railway lines. I'm on mm-hmm. the melody line, and then I get home and there's you know Quebec Revenue Quebec, God bless them, who are such nice, beautiful. <laughs> they're so interested in my life. They take <laughs> such an interest in how my career is going. You know, and they help me along the way. They're probably your biggest fans. Uh, they are my yeah. biggest fans. Checking I, in all the time. I just love it when the phone rings and they say, this is Revenue Quebec. Oh, you just made my yeah. day, you know? And, uh, but so life is a contest between the poetic and the financial. Well, in the books that I wrote, I, I did environmental science at university mm-hmm. and then did that thing where I said, well, you know, I'm never going to use this degree. But in fact, I did. You know, it's, it's the undercurrent of four natural, uh, you know, environmental history, environmental science. It, it's, it's the underpinning of my book. Because I think you build a society starting, particularly Canada, with respect for the land. Listen to how much of the news, that's the underpinning. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, so, and then, but it applies to life. It's the contact between the poetic and the financial. And we're in a period which is partly why um, Mr. Fart is now president of the United States. It took the Americans, and the Canadians are on the way because we're becoming a financial subset of, of, of America. Yeah. Uh, that it, it took them 250 years to turn greed from a, a vice into a virtue. And then their king is King Greed. Yeah, totally. Do you see what happened? Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the, that's what happened. That's what happened there. But and the, so the the contest between the poetic and the financial. Also, I can put it another way uh, to talk about the two things that I'm really interested in underneath that, which are the contest between compassion and greed, which dictate ninety percent of mm-hmm. what happens in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how many people start out with vague compassion for their countrymen, and then when they become the leader, just become total greed heads. You know? More than not. More than not. Yeah. More than not. You know, the problem with the world is leadership. Mm-hmm. And um, so that whole contest between that, th- that's what I really write about. But, and it starts with respect for the land. I'm working with a glorious friend of mine, uh, Albert Dumont, who's an Anishinaabe. Ma'am. Um, and uh, you, you might have seen Albert at ceremonies talking at the beginning. They often invite him to open ceremonies and protests and all sorts of things. And he catch this. He used to go down and talk to the brothers at Millhaven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the indigenous brothers yeah. that are in there for murder and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. You know, he'd go down and, 
and talk to them and visit them once a week. He's, he's a great guy. And we're working on a little play, like a, a 45-minute uh, fringe festival oh, yeah. play. But the more I talk to him, the more the, under, the underpinning is that the, the reason... It, it might be their turn. I really hope it is. The in, indigenous. It, I, I really... I really hope it is their turn, you know. When, the, when those kids, uh, the kids, they were young men and women, that walked down from northern, northern Quebec and came through Wakefield, mm-hmm. and they'd walked 1,600 kilometers, I think it was, and they stayed the night at the community center, and all the local chiropodists went out and attended to their feet. In pure Wakefield, you know, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, really, you know. Yeah. It, 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 all I have is admiration for them and for the way Wakefield handled it, you know? And and then they go through, and then they get to Parliament Hill, and the Prime Minister, Mr. Harpy, where he spits the grass, never grows again. He's off in Toronto welcoming a panda from China <laughs> yeah. when they get there, you know? Because yeah. he's, he, he, he's, he's the head of the greed, greed party. Right. Green versus greed. Mm-hmm. There's the Green Party and there's the Greed Party. You know, those are the two extremes. And so th- there he is. So that whole contest between the poetic and the financial, I-, I like to try and build that into my writing. Uh, but when it comes to song lyrics, um, they're, they're music music is the world's greatest drug can we agree on that absolutely music is the world's greatest drug so if i'm going to give you a drug right that is going to well i can come home in the worst like i'm homicidal you know i i I can either reach for an axe a real axe or a guitar so i most times you've probably read about the times i didn't pick it up but most times (laughs) i pick up the guitar and in 10 minutes, I'm okay. Because I just took a dose. You took a hit. I, had a, I took a hit. I took a hit of music. And it does that. So I'm not going to put out downers. I'm going to put out uppers. Your lyrics should be uppers. You know? So when you, when, when you write like that, if you can incorporate some sort of joy, you know? In, 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 be it love songs. I don't write a lot of love songs, but I have more lately. Because I'm madly in love. Can you draw from a place of sorrow or bereavement and still? Well, no. Some people are very. Some people. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, this, this. I'm not issuing a, a, a royal command here. You know. No, no. But I nobody mean, in the world should write a sad song anymore, or they'll have to fucking answer yeah. to me. You know. No, but I mean, can the inspiration come from that, and still you, the output is beauty and, and joy? Can yes, can, it can be beautiful in the way that Edward Bertinsky's photographs do you know who i'm talking about he's a canadian photographer i don't know well he he photographs what is essentially desecration of the earth which is why i think he's fabulous right um he's the guy that did the 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 shot of these beautiful shot at sunset of these tailings from the tar sands yeah yeah and it looks like this beautiful golden like rivers river yeah but it's not you know so he and he it's an interesting discussion with him that his photographs they're beautiful but what they are is ugly. What they're photographing is ugly. But the photograph is beautiful. So you can have a song that is beautiful, but it's, an out, it's about a, a sorrowful or an ugly thing. Right. 
but but you but you've got to have in there you've got to have a zinger which is a line where you go you know dylan writes them all the time steal a little and they put you in jail steal a lot and they make you king mm, that's great brilliant it's brilliant yeah. it's absolutely brilliant and then leonard could do it yeah. leonard leonard <laughs> oh man i mean uh, there's somebody you know who just Go, go listen to his lyrics. Poet um, through and through. Poet through and through. And very early on in Montreal, realized that if he co-opted the language of religion and spirituality and applied it to sex, A, he'd be on to something, and B, he'd get laid a lot. Yeah, hallelujah. People hallelujah. Think, people have you, think, read, the, have you yeah, read the lyrics yeah, People assume it's a, a, a religious... Uh, I, I tied you to the kitchen yeah. chair? <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Could, could, never mind. It's because Katie Lang <laughs> sang it at the Olympics, and it was just fantastic, right. you know. And it's got a killer chorus, which people like. Yeah, there's another thing. If you can write a killer chorus, you know, um, what's the one that I uh, that I really like from uh, the song is called "Run." What's the name of the English band? Light up, light up, as if you had a oh, choice. Yeah. Um, what are they called? I know who you mean. I feel like if I don't get this, I'm going to get the B, B interview. Yeah. Um, I'll get it in a sec. I can't think. It'll Listen, come. It'll come. Yeah, I'll, I'll, halfway through, I'll interrupt you. Okay. Halfway through what? I'll interrupt you. Yeah. But So the whole idea of lyrics, am I going to make you stand taller or hunch your shoulders by the time you get to the end of this song? You know? Yeah, yeah. Is your brain going to be brighter? It's like a dimmer switch, you know. Did I tell you that ambiance is French for dimmer switch? And um, the, the, you know, I want, by the end of the song, you're sort of, oh, it's nice and bright in here. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, it's kind of dark in here, you know, because you turn the switch one way or the other during the song. But some people are very good at it. Uh, Lynn Miles. Um, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, she, she 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 writes relentlessly, you know, heartbreak lyrics, but but they're really good. But then she'll write a song about living somewhere, you know. There's no space between the cars. There's no space between the shoulders, you know, about living in a city, and mm -hmm. she'll nail it in two lines, you know, big brown city. And uh, so that's what I'm after in the lyrics. And then I do the usual thing that you, you sit and noodle on the guitar and you come up with a riff. and You, you see what of, fits in there. And then you go, oh, 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 oh. Because somebody, usually it starts with a, a, a phrase that somebody says. Right. Like, you know, where are my fucking car keys? I mean, I got a great song out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. our love is like my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually know where they are, but sometimes they're near and sometimes they're far. Here we go. Okay, are you ready? A one, two, and uh, but so there's, there's that. But you, you, what you're and it, in the writing and in the songwriting, one I get to use music, and the other I get to use words, melody, and I get to and then you get to use words combined with lyrics, which is a very powerful drug. And then in the other, but both times you're going down for the, the zinger. The moment when, when, when somebody's, either their brain 
or their uh, their understanding of the world shifts. That's right. It just shifts a little. Yeah. You know, towards understanding. So you you'll 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 have a line. I remember writing a line once. I was I was at a school, Ashbury, and a child a kid died while I was there, which is in a school that's like huge, right? It's a real big deal. Giant. It's giant. Yeah. You know, and I said into a life of facts, a fact of life had intruded. And I'm proud of that sentence. That's a good one. That's a the good best one. Yeah, the best one I have, that's a singer. The best one I ever had, and they changed the damn citizen changed it. I don't work for the citizen anymore, so I can say that. And uh, and I don't have a budgie, so I don't need to put it on the bottom of my cage anymore, mm. you know? <laughs> and, uh, but the, uh, I, I said I was at a party where people were uh, uh, wearing all the right words and saying all the right clothes. That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. And the fucking editor turned, like, I thought I'd made a mistake. Oh, so he, like, wrote it literally he, how you He rewrote it. it, like, how, how, how oh. you think it would, wearing all the right clothes and saying all the right words. <laughs> and he turned it around. I was furious. <laughs> you know. Do you know what I went through to come up with do, that? Do you know what I went through? I lay on a bed of nails for four days. <laughs> I didn't eat for four days. And in my hallucinatory state, I came up with that line, which is brilliant. Uh. And you changed it, moron. You know, take a run at the wall. Yeah. You'd think he would have run it by you before asking. No, 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 no. Life is short. They don't have time for that. They right. don't have time for that. Yeah. No, no, no. Deadlines. Poof. There goes another one. Speaking of, uh, there goes another one. Uh, would you like to uh, play one for us? Yes, I would actually, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I should ask before you do. What, what, the, how did you end up in Wakefield? Since this is Wakefield session, oh, just to tie course. it all together. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do that, did we? Do we, did, we didn't do that. Um, I had a cottage for ten years that was given to, me, basically given to me to use. By a friend. I had a friend called Peter Corbett, who was a landscape art, uh, artist. Um, what they call high realism. Alex Colville is the same. And uh, I was a waiter, stroke manager, stroke short order cook, stroke occasional musician at a pub that is now called the Earl of Sussex, but it was then called the Trio. And there was a bunch of visual artists used to come in. It was great because I thought I was in Paris, you know, mm. like in, yeah. the, in the twenties, like midnight in Paris kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There was this bar full of visual artists and also, you know, and they'd all sit around and uh, and they all they and I was their waiter. You know, where's Phil? We want Phil. We don't want you. We want Phil. And uh, so they said, uh, they, they, you, you, "You don't want to be a waiter your whole life." And I went, "Yes, I do." You know, and then they said, "No, come on." What? And I said, "Well, I'd like to write." But but I'll get there, you know. And uh, I actually had started writing movie reviews for a very short-lived Sunday Post of Canada. Best job I ever had. Yeah. Best job. No, the second best job I ever had. Ah, here we go. The uh, but I had a movie pass. I could go to the. If you could inject movies, I would. You know. I'm rolling up my sleeve. And here come, looking for a vein. Looking for a vein. Got one. And, in goes the movie, you know, yeah. like, and, and then you just sit back like, <laughs> and uh, that, that would be fantastic. But so I'm a, a total movie freak. I'm encyclopedic. About so would me. you say music, first drug, movie, second, crystal meth, third? Crystal meth would be probably third. Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. Making love. Would Making love. Right. Yes. Yeah. Come on, Joe. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There's, there's, we have women in our lives. You yeah, got to remember. I fucked it. You, you got to do that stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Otherwise, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're on the doorstep. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you call a musician who leaves his girlfriend? Homeless. Uh, homeless. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, best job. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I'm so. Uh, I was I was a film critic, but the best job I ever had was, I it was my job to check out Caribbean honeymoon destinations for Wedding Bells magazine. Oh man, that is a good job. Uh, no, no, it's the best. Like you would actually go there. Like I fly- went there. Oh, it didn't God. cost me a penny. Wow. I'm staying in places that very rich people would probably send their beautiful sons and daughters mm. to have a honeymoon. But I had to check it out. Occasionally, they'd say, uh, "Do you need a bride?" <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, no. Uh, but so yeah, I went. I went down maybe ten or twelve times to the mm-hmm. Caribbean. Didn't put a hand in my pocket. Met all these movie stars and musicians, and I was on the same island where uh, briefly, <laughs> till they threw me off. No, that's not true. Uh, where. Uh, both Princess Margaret and Mick Jagger had their houses. Oh, yeah, no way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and the princess, tight, man. Yeah. Or tight. Yeah, yeah. Inseparable? Uh, it's, it's completely inseparable, <laughs> yeah. I'm heartbroken when she died, man. Uh, Peggy, Princess Peggy. Pe- Peggy, I hate the royal family. I hate the idea of the royal family. Right. You get to own half of England and have the best art collection in the world and 74 huge houses because your mum fucked your dad. Mm-hmm. You were born into it. Is there any... 74 houses? I didn't realize it was that much. No, I, th- I might be exact. Okay. I might not. Yeah. It might yeah. be 75 yeah. Yeah. or yeah. 73. I'm not sure. But can you imagine? What, 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 what's that? Yeah. What's that? I'm not going to follow her into battle. Entitlement personified. Yeah, yeah, she's 108. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, am I supposed to follow her into battle? That used to be the point. That's right. They used to be huge and you put them down the front when somebody was attacking. Mm-hmm. Where's the king? Put him down the front. Have you seen the size of the guy? You know, whoa, he can wield a sword. But what is the point now? (laughs) Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. There are probably two million people in the world who had more, had lives that were more beneficial to others than Princess Di. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure she was, you know, whatever, nice, and she, did sure, ni- yeah. and she did nice things. But there are nurses out Probably there. Probably more than two million. There's a, nurse that, there's a nurse, Leanne, that lives here in Wakefield that worked for Medicine Sans Frontieres and went all over the world, you know? Now, when she dies, is it going to be worldwide news? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not, you know? So, you know, and I also said to her that nurses probably should make the most in society. Whatever the best stockbroker made last year... A nurse should get twice that. Yeah. I don't know how they do what they do. It's crazy. My sister's a nurse, and she was an oncologist nurse for a few years. And They're uh, compassion personified. Fuck. Holy shit. They are, you know? But some guy can sit there, contribute absolutely nothing to society, and go on a computer and make 100000 Yeah, between breakfast and lunch. And they're, they're bitching about... They're quite rightly saying could you hire more of us maybe because like there's a lot of sick people and stuff mm-hmm. could you hire more of us anyway and if re-elected <laughs> <laughs> this, is good. this is the campaign launch right here today <laughs> no i'm not no I, i'm a sniper man i'm not a I'm, no i'm not a i'm not a general i'm a sniper right. def, definitely absolutely yeah so would i play was the request um 
But do you want to keep going on whatever we were talking about? We were talking about how you ended up in Wakefield. You had a cottage from... I had a cottage. Yeah. And so Peter Lent, Peter Corbett, this artistic friend of mine, said, well, I actually have this cottage. It's falling apart. Um, I had it while I was married uh, and I had kids. Then the marriage broke up and I don't like going there anymore. It's on the Ottawa River at Norway Bay. Uh, it sort of goes like, if you're going up the 148, you, you, you Norway Bay, Bristol, and then Shawville. And it has no electricity, no running water, and it's falling apart. And I said, it sounds perfect. Mm, that does sound perfect. Uh, it does sound perfect, me. yeah. And it had two beaches, and the sun set directly in front of me every night. So for 10 years, I went up there in May and came out late October. And that's where I learned to write, and that's where I learned to play guitar. Kind of the best scenario. To, best, yeah, best. And, then, and then on a Saturday night, I'd go and I had a huge Pontiac Parisienne. You know, I needed radar to park the thing. Yeah. It was one of those. And uh, I would go around on Saturday night when everybody would finished singing at 2 in the morning. We'd load the car because I could get 30 musicians in there mm -hmm. easily. How do you get 30 musicians in it? And, uh, and I would uh, and take them up and we'd go up to the cottage and we'd hang out for like for days sometimes. Fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic life. That's where, uh, that's where I learned to read and write. Anyway, he got remarried. And he wanted the cottage back. Now that I've spent 10 years fixing it up and it's, it's beautiful, you know. Yeah. And um, actually, he, 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 he died as well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's going to be the theme here underneath, isn't it? Mm. You know, yeah. And um, you're the guy that talks about death, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, I sat next to somebody once at a dinner party and he said, I'm doing my PhD. And I said, what's it in? And he said, death. And I said, okay, turning to the right. Yeah. And uh, no, actually, it was fascinating. It is fascinating. It, it is endlessly I'm sorry, fascinating. but it's, it's endlessly fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so uh, I, I, I thought, well, I don't want to... Uh, I was just about to write my first book, Fields of Vision, which is about a journey that I took with a, another wonderful local person, Ken Ginn, who's a photographer and has a farm up on... Uh, Chemin de la Montaigne, and uh, he's now making hay while the sun shines. It's exactly what he does for a living. And uh, so I didn't want to go into Ottawa and to write my first book. And uh, I, on Rockhurst Hill, I rented somebody's cottage, summer cottage. So you can see now what happened. I went from May to October, and now here mm. comes winter. So uh, I, I knew him, uh, Fijolkowski, Maciej Fijolkowski, um, who built this set for Phantom of the Opera at the NAC and then toured around with it. And um, I stayed there over the, over the winter. Um, and uh, I remember hanging upside down with two hair dryers trying to get the pipe to unfreeze so I could have... <laughs> Real artistic struggle, you know, <laughs> yeah, like the right. original struggle. In the trenches. Yeah, in, absolutely <laughs> in the trenches. It was, I loved staying there. But uh, so I stayed there. Uh, rent. All I had to do was maintain it, you know, and no rent. Uh, so I, I stayed there over, the, uh, over a winter. And, then I, and that's when I got to know Wakefield. And I went, hmm, I like this. So uh, then the chance came to, uh, to get this straw bale house. Uh, up near the uh, La Vallée. Yeah, it's a great fucking place you have. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been in there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a great little place, and uh, so I uh, I drove in uh, to have a look, and I, you know, Peter had wanted the cottage back, so I thought, well, what am I going to do now? 
Well, yeah, I'll go. I'll just, I'll just stay here in Wakefield. You know, I'm already here in the winter. I'll stay here the whole year round. And I drove in. I took one look at it, and I didn't even go in. Is that right? They didn't even oh. go in. Yeah, the guy said, uh, uh, "Do you want to come inside?" I said, "Nah, it doesn't matter. Mm. I'll take it." And I've been there twenty eight years. That's awesome. No, it is. Yeah. And and every now and then I think, well, I should move. You know why? But you only get one life, and then, mm. well, what the hell is broken? That's right. All I'm going to do is go in a big circle. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go live in three other places. Yeah. And then I'll go, what the hell did I move out of yeah. Wakefield? None of them will be as that good. No, none of them. You know, I live in Wakefield, man. You yeah. know, like, you know, we're in the bubble here. We're in yeah. this beautiful, beautiful bubble. When you come back up from Ottawa, that's a decompression chamber, man. As soon as you hit Haute Plain. Yeah. It just... You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Please may they never conjoin. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we have the field gap? That's right. You know, please, can we have the field gap? Yeah. You know, you know. Even though it, 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 it's uh, one of these days, Chelsea's going to be part of it's an extension of Gatineau, you know? Right. But I think we can hold out. Yeah. I think we can hold out. I yeah. hope so. I hope so. And I have a segue. I have a song about that. Okay. About what's happened to Wakefield. I have two yeah. songs that I would like to yes, do for of you. Course. You can choose one or the other. Uh, do both. They're about Wakefield. Okay. okay. Perfect. It fits right. perfectly into what we're doing here. But because, it, it does uh, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And because this is my chance, because I have listeners all over the world, 64 countries. Yes, and, you do. And I've, I've, you know, I talk about my life. So I've obviously talked about Wakefield a bunch. Mm -hmm. And this is my way to actually for people to get it. Because oftentimes, if there is no like direct threat or anything like a looming war or whatever, and you move to the woods from a big city and you're in show business, people mm -hmm. go, fuck, he's lost it. And, um, but this is my way of showing the world that actually it's the opposite. You know, this it's is one, it's a dual edged sword, isn't it? In a sense, uh, because aren't all swords dual edged? Right. I never understood that one. Yeah. Unless it's a giant butter. Why knife. would you sort of go to hit somebody and they, Oh Christ, that's the blunt side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. While I turn this around, <laughs> whack, there you go. There's, there's your head off. And, um, but the, uh, it, in the, you know the phenomenon that people come here, they're visiting friends, mm -hmm. and they just don't leave, mm -hmm. you know. They're, I mean, people end up doing that in Ottawa, but it's because they can't work out how to get out on the one-way system. Mm -hmm. They drive around for three days trying to find how do you get the <laughs> fuck do you get out of Ottawa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they go, oh, to hell with it. Let's yeah. buy a condo, <laughs> you know, and then they just stay for the rest of their life. But here it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I want to live here. So you want people to live here because, you know, you want... Hum, uh, your, your other human beings to enjoy what you enjoy but at the same time uh, you don't want to fill it up you know? that's right do you know what i mean yeah uh, it, it's kind of uh, i like the spaces between yeah. things yeah yeah wakefield sessions is off that's it forget that, everything that you've heard over yes, the last yeah, week yeah yeah, yeah 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 at the end of this there will be a, a funny little noise <laughs> and you will forget everything that you heard in the last hour and a half <laughs> yeah Goodbye. All right, good sir, play us out. Okay, you know. here we go. I'm going to let this song, uh, if you don't mind, Julian, it, it, it's, it mostly will explain itself. It's about... Uh, I'm very interested in... Um, people move into these... That's how I do my lectures in Ottawa. I say... This is a conjunction point of three rivers, and it's, an ab it's absolutely beautiful. Once upon a time, it was absolutely beautiful. Now, what have European invaders done with it? 
in 250 years? What have we done with it? Let's have a look at what we've done with it. Did we do a good job or bad job? Here was the stage. What was the play like? You know, so it's this is kind of like that for for Wakefield. Once there was a wilderness, now there's dispute. Once there was a valley, now there's an order route. Once there were clear free streams, now there's babbling sewers. Once there was wind song in tall trees, now there's exhausting commuters. Once there was an untamed river, now there's tourist traps. Once there was a yielding field, now there's a factory making crap. Now there's just slash and build. Will there ever be respect? There's the highway and there's the right way, but we're not on it yet. Will there be Eden again? Highly unlikely. But is it worth striving for? Indisputably Beautiful. Thank you. Oh man. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's that. I feel like the room is brighter now. <laughs> I've taken two steps back from death because of that song. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was awesome. That was just beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It was. There was a tiny little bit of misfingering at the end, but nobody will notice. You won't notice out there. Perfections equals perfection. Exactly. The floor in the carpet. That's right. Now then, one more? One more. When I look for the city stars I aim my sights too high Trapped in the eyes of cars they shine down 
on a false sky. Oh, but my country sky is hung with stars, and the big moon is there to show the way through these old, old hills to my river hugging home. For I have known Wakefield's welcome, and I've been grateful. I have felt their warmth sink into my bones. I have known Wakefield's welcome, and I've been grateful. Put my shoes inside her door, called it home. Now in Wakefield, no hand stays empty, no heart is broke for long, and an ear is always open. And no song is left unsung And our eyes, they shine like country stars And the dance goes on and on And tomorrow is a perfect day Our children's children are here Stay. No other place can pull me away. For I have known Wakefield's welcome, and I've been grateful. I have felt her warmth sink into my. so carried away <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh, uh, that I, uh, that I, I did a big Pete Townsend woof flourish and just karate the mic 
And uh, so that loud bump that you heard at the end of what was quite a good rendition of that song. It was unbelievable. Uh, do you want me to do the end again? Just to, can you splice it or no? Let's leave no, it let's in. let's leave it in. Leave it in. Yeah. Because it is what happened. <laughs> That was, so good. that was really good. I was into it too. That could have been the sound of me falling on the floor. I should have left that. Yeah, let's yeah. let's say yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, we'll edit, we'll edit. The, the sound you heard was Julian's teeth falling out. That's right. His yeah. false teeth. Yeah, we'll leave the sound in and edit yeah. a different reason in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. The way that bird hit the window there just oh, at the end. Oh my god, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. I think he was yeah, he was trying to get in he here. He was trying to get in here and join in, you know, because yeah. they can sing. Oh know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to get in on that. He was trying to get in on that. Yeah. yeah. That I was he, uh, I hope he's all right. He got up again. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a pretty fatal blow. Man, man. that song killed. That was fucking How great. How many birds yes yeah. one. Yeah. Went down on that one. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Killed the there bird, go, lost Julian. my teeth. There you go. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Phil Jenkins. For the opportunity to talk oh, about myself nonstop <laughs> for an hour and a half. Well, I was occasionally generous and asked uh, you something. Well, we're actually editing, editing this down to two minutes. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be the tail end of that song and the <laughs> mic thump. And then, yeah. <laughs> Phil has fallen off his chair. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, he just died. <laughs> We've talked about death a lot, and uh, that will be Phil's last uh, interview ever because, uh, yeah. No, he, he, I think he's only actually passed out. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Phil? I'm all right. <laughs> Could you help me up? I'm 66. Do you want to? Yeah, you put your pensioner now. Your pensioner. Yes, yes, I get my pension. Oh, yeah. I love getting my pension. Yeah, yeah. You were Man, saying that. I can stay in bed till the 16th of the month mm. and still make. Close to thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's great. It's beautiful. Why? Because I wouldn't go away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because I wouldn't go away. Yeah. You know. And, well, and, and they give Julian. They give me money. Actually, it arrived fortuitously at the same time as the the uh, citizen decided to cut all the freelancers. Oh, is that right? Oh, so perfect. that was in December. So yeah. oh, so uh, you you did work with them up until December? I had no I, idea. Twenty five years. Holy I shit, worked wow. for the citizen for twenty five years. Yeah, uh, I'm putting out a book of some of the columns. You're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, and so and then so I got you know a phone call saying uh, this is the citizen, fuck off, <laughs> and okay, why why do I have to fuck off? Because the citizen is owned, but the money behind it is a New York investment fund. And they have no idea. And they're trying to digitize the paper so that people with a smartphone and a leather jacket who hang out on Elgin Street can uh, swipe you and stories. Because they only want the headline and one line. So um, quality and uh, depth and good writing and all that sort of stuff. Nah, we don't, we don't need that anymore. So uh, fuck off. Okay. Those are things of a, an old world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it'll come back. It'll oh, yeah, come yeah, back. For sure. The newspaper is like the book. It's a perfect way to find out what's happening in the world. I love reading a newspaper. Yeah, I, I, don't, want, I don't want to do it on this. No, fuck no. no. I, I don't write magazines and stuff on yeah. this late at night, you know, mm. when your partner is saying, could you turn down the brightness on that goddamn iPad? Mm. But the... Uh, the um it'll it'll come like vinyl 
That's right. Et cetera, et cetera. Because yeah. it's the right way to do it. There'll always be hipsters and hipsters will always support. Yeah, exactly. Those and, kinds and it's of not, but, but it's not, they're not regressive right. or overwhelmed by nostalgia or just, you know, do you not get the concept of progress? Because it isn't progress. It's Steve Jobs wanting to make a lot of money. I mean, mm-hmm. he was, a, you know, he's a sort of genius. What's, it, what's his name? The guy from Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. He's the genius. Yeah, he's... I got a lot of time for that guy. Yeah. But the... Uh, but, no, I mean, the book will never disappear. Mm-hmm. No, oh, no, hell no. It'll never disappear. It's, it's exactly right. It's yeah. a warm brick. No, the things are, Like McLuhan used to say, there's warm and cold. Yeah. The, this, these things are cold. Cold. But a book is warm. Yeah, for sure. You know? And then when you've got them on the shelves, like you've got these warm bricks inside your house and stuff like that. And it's the same with, with the newspaper. It's not quite the same to have an empty shelf with one iPad on it. No, it doesn't yeah. look right, you yeah. know. And the collected emails That's right. of Julian Dion, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to read that. I, do, I, mean, I love you, but I don't want to read that. Uh, I don't, one can't blame you. No, thank you. Or the collected emails of Phil Jenkins. I'm not, I'm not an emailer at all. I'm terrible. No? I'm terrible. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, uh, somebody was saying the other day, and I agree with them, said, had they invented email first, and then everybody was using email, and then somebody walked in and said, we've got this thing here where you can talk to each other. And uh, hear the person and in real time. Person in real time at the other yeah. end. You can organize meeting on Wednesday night in a minute and a half. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take 17 emails. It doesn't go through to the ether. It and it just doesn't right have away. to bounce off a... Well, maybe it does bounce off a satellite, but it doesn't have to. And they don't have to, you know, you're doing it right there and then. And you yeah. can hear inflection and you can hear how they are. And you can hear... They, they can make jokes. You know how hard it is to make a joke in an email? Oh, it is. If you don't use the right punctuation, riff. it's over. That's you right. can't riff. That's right. The whole point of conversation is, like we've been doing for an hour and a half, yeah. is yeah. that you riff. So, you know, the telephone would just take over. Nobody would, why the fuck would you email? Man? You can call <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And now they're people that don't even answer. Yeah. You know? Because they'd send me a text. Just, just text me, you know. I'm very busy doing, I actually don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but... Well, you're in bed till the 16th. I'm in bed till the 16th. No, no, I mean, this is somebody else. Right. You know, just text me because I'm really busy. What am I really busy doing? Oh, yeah, I'm filling in my Facebook profile. That's right. So I don't have time for it. In fact, if you could just do me the favor, like that first and then text me. Yes, yeah. Could you just bump up my. Could you just go on Facebook and like what I just wrote? Yeah. uh, Which is uh, a recipe for uh, vinyl muffins. And uh, I, you know, a little, little bit of, you know, you take an old record and then they're kind of musical when you eat them. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, so, and then maybe if, uh, send me an email about when you're going to phone me. Yeah, right. With a time when you're going to yeah. phone me. Give me a heads up via email first. Yeah, so does, I'm, yeah. I'm about, hi, yeah. bing. Uh, this, I'm about to phone you. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Back, no, I'm not ready. If my I'm phone rings, the, I'm, 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 I'm filling in my, I'm on the crapper and I'm filling in my Facebook profile. Yeah. I'm changing my picture. So could you wait maybe 10 minutes and then phone me? Give me a heads up. If, if, yeah. if you call Send me, me another email asking if it's okay now. That's right. If yeah. you called me and I haven't gotten an email first, we will never speak yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, if you want to offend my character, yeah, yeah, yeah call yeah. me without I've emailing. Got, I've, got, I've got at least 80 um, pictures of 
people I vaguely know on holiday to yeah. like. <laughs> That's right. So I don't really have. I have time. to like this stranger's weddings photos. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. this 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 really cool wedding and yeah. And there's this guy that put his uh, cat in the microwave yeah. <laughs> and uh, left it on for, th walked yeah. away and forgot and left it on for five minutes. And fuck, man, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. And I have to voice my outrage at the same time. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I, I think it's wrong, but it's funny. Right. You know, like President Trump. That's right. Which, yeah. come back, we'll do part two. We'll talk about processed food, President Trump and uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Elon Musk. Yeah. You know, I, re I think he's, I think he's onto something. You I know? think so too. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do. I think he's a very interesting character. A lot more than Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who in the end was a, was a, a businessman. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a brilliant designer, but that, oh, man, that everything drives me yeah. nuts, man. Right. I'm on, I'm on a Mac. Yeah, you know, and and I've got a I've got a five year old Mac, you know, which I'm now supposed to take to the Mac dump. Yeah. Oh yeah, the built-in and, and, obsolescence. Yeah, but it's five years old, man. Yeah. Yeah. I actually took it down to, to the to the to the Apple people, and they went, "No, it's five years old. I'm not going to try and fix it. <laughs> Get out of here." Yeah. And I took it to I took it to this one. The screen was going, Whoa! and I took it to this wonderful guy down on uh, on Bank Street, and he said, "Well, here's what I have a friend." He's going to uh, put an infrared lamp on the motherboard for seven and a half minutes, and then he's going to push down on it, and it'll work. How do you figure? It, it, it did? No way. Two years. Wow. <laughs> but now, Apple, they went, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Phil fixed his computer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what are we going to do? Oh, let's make the operating system obsolete. That's right. Let's make it so he can't get iTunes. With every update, you're fucked. Now he can't get iTunes anymore. That's right. Let's make it. You get a little notice saying you are no longer able to access yeah. YouTube. If you fix it too much on your own and share that, you're going to end up yeah, dead yeah, somewhere. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a large man will appear at the door. Yeah. I'm from Apple. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's your computer? Back up, man. Go stand in the corner. Where's your computer? You can't have it anymore. That actually sounds like a Guy Ritchie script right there. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Well, it, it, the King Arthur thing, they're talking, huh? they're talking gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, I'm not fucking becoming fucking king. I don't want to be fucking king. I mean, that's the script. Yeah, yeah. yeah, amazing special effects. Huge dragon enters, you know. Mm. I don't want to fucking be king. Well, you've got to fucking be king because you can fucking pull the fucking sword out of a fucking stone. Couldn't you? <laughs> Art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil Jenkins, where can people find you? Because I'm sure after this, uh, this little chat... Oh, they'll be looking for me. They'll be yeah. looking for you. Well, we got to do something about that guy. Uh, PhilJenkins.ca. PhilJenkins.ca. PhilJenkins, all one word, .ca is the website. It's in constant construction. I'm struggling with Weebly to turn it into what I want to turn it into. Oh, dear, I added. I'm struggling with the company that make the uh, thing. Don't like it. You're going to go back. It's going to be Error, for, error 404. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Where's my website? Yeah. What happened to my website? It's gone. It's just going to be a link to this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this site is currently under construction. But while you're waiting, juliandion.com. Always while you're waiting, juliandion.com. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, and the Wakefield you. Sessions, which is a brilliant idea, people. Oh, Come you. on. Don't yeah. you think so? This is social history at its finest. At its finest. At its, at, at its peak, actually. I think yeah. this is it now, the social history. It's zenith. Thank you, good sir. The You're man good. that put the zen in zenith. You're a good man Julian to uh, ride Sorry? the river with. Okay. Thank Cheers, you so man. much, Phil, and watch your head. Mm -hmm.
It's such a beautiful waste of time A waste of time a Oh, there it is. How was that? That was great. A lot of laughs. Uh, good times. Good times with Phil Jenkins. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. And thank you to you for listening. Always you appreciate you. Remember to email the show pod at gdcomedyhour.com, facebook.com slash gdcomedyhour, Instagram and Twitter at gdcomedyhour. Trying to get through that faster. iTunes, subscribe and rate and love and share. Share this. Tell people, hey, I listened to this podcast. The guy's a little weird, but his guests are pretty good. And buy the albums. Buy my albums. Go to jdcomedy.ca. Come on, just fucking do it. Are you crazy? Just buy them. Let's go there. It's worth it. Trust me. Walking backwards down the street. Oh, shit. All right. Thank you so much. I love you. And as always, watch your head. It's just a waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. It's just a waste of time.
Um, uh, do, do, do you like to just go and talk for an hour and a half or and then edit? Or do you, can we stop and start? when I, If you ask me to sing a song or something, will we stop and start? Or do you want me to have the guitar ready here and everything? Well, what we do, as, as you heard with uh, Greg and... Yeah, uh, yeah. I like to just go. And then at the end, I'll ask you to sing. But you can take your time, tune the guitar... And then I'll let it. The and chunk then you just splice out. it in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. So. Okay. okay. So I was just wondering, wondering, should I have everything wrong? So the end result sounds like you always had it almost. Yes. And then okay. when I ask you to play, you, yeah. you go. You I do some picking right away, already, yeah. and then it'll okay. be like. But uh, yeah. From and me. I'll send you a, a, a recorded song. We'll, we'll talk about. Yes. This next album that I'm doing. It's a very interesting story, but uh, yeah, you were telling me a little. Yeah, bit about I it did tell you a little about it, and I'll send you one of the tracks. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Throw on the cans there. This is your volume, so you can go up and down, whatever you want. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I will come back from uh, a track of yours in post, like all that, and then sure. In uh, in post, but yeah, we just shoot the shit and we go from there. Okay. Like I said, it's I slurp my tea, so just be ready for that. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was on a boat once with a guy, and uh, 